So, Lord, uh, thank you for today. Thank you for this beautiful weather. Thank you for all the moms and children who have come here today, Lord. Uh, we just pray for those who are not here and weren't able to come. We pray for the future uh, moms that will be joining for next year, Lord, and for our new leaders. Um, we just want to bless this day in our speaker name, I pray. Amen. So we have Lorraine Brock. She's a wife of 28 years and a mom of three sons, understands how busy a mom can be and how unorganized our lives can become without systems and basic time management skills in place. Uh, through the seasonal uh, segments on on a good day, she's been on seasonal I can say this. Segments on Good Day Fox, CBS 11, Good Morning Texas. Um, she has solutions from her own organizing uh, dilemmas as well um, as helping viewers and for us to organize our lives. So we are introducing Lorraine. Oh, I got this. I got this. All right, guys, can y'all hear me real well? I'm a loudspeaker in the, always, but with a microphone, I may blow your ears out. Thank you. Absolutely thank you for that. Um, I just want to bounce off that. By the way, I agree. Must videotape that. I know that I was a stay-at-home mom uh, of three boys. I've homeschooled, public school, private schooled. And one of the things that everyone has said about my husband and my marriage, and, I, and this is my tip, is that we show very, a lot of affection in front of each other, in front of our children, even when they were young. And sometimes that means grabbing the behind. Sometimes that means holding me down. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, obviously it's appropriate, but that is part of your, your children seeing how utterly in love you are. It, it is medicine to their souls. They will look for that in their spouse. And often you will see, you know, girls looking for things that they're the qualities in their father and vice versa. So slow down with your activities. Make sure you are nurturing your household because a marriage like that is a testimony to a strong marriage in your children. And you're likely more of a chance to have that. So thank you for that. I love that. I love everything about marriage, about family, and about home. So, as you heard, I, uh, I do a lot of public speaking about getting organized and about the management of our home. Everything from marriage to children to how you keep your home to your time management. I do have a professional organizing company where we go in like the TV shows and completely redo your homes. Um, one of the things that I started was I wanted to just talk about it. I wanted to educate people on how to organize your life better, whether your meal planning, your budget, your time management, whatever. That was my heart. Well, about nine months into that, about well, it was 12 years ago, but about nine months into starting my company, people got Lorraine, can you come to my home and actually do the work? I'm like, well, sure. So now I have about 25 people that work for me. Uh, we service all the Dallas, Fort Worth area, East Texas, and Oklahoma City. And my passion and my goal still in the company is still education. And what I want to do, I want to change the, the, the dynamic of the way you live and function. What's really important, what really will allow you to have more time, whether that's serving, whether that is with your family, whether that is more time to get your budget under control, everything you look at, everything you do in life, from the uh, eating better to working out to more date nights with your husband to how quickly you get out of your home, what does everything take? Time. Everything takes time. And if you don't, I don't care how many times I go and organize your garage or organize your closet or teach you, if you can't get your time management under control, you're going to most likely fail at staying organized. That is the root for all things, whatever you want to do in your life to better yourself. So today we're going to, I mean, I could talk about a plethora of topics. Rachel, when Rachel first, um, is Rachel here today? I don't think she is. Okay. So when Rachel first emailed me to actually speak to your group, um, I said, yes, we booked the date. And I guess it was like a few weeks later. She says, I need to get this and this and this from you and this. And, and I was like, whoa. I said, I think I emailed her back. And I said, Rachel, I said, I think you may have me confused with another speaker because we're not due to, I'm not due to speak until April 1st. And that's like four months from now. 
And most people don't ask this stuff until the last, you know, 30 days or so. And she goes, oh, no, I'm like, oh, I said, you impressed me. You're so organized. I mean, she's like a rock star. So, but she had asked me to bring you guys uh, one of my topics called Stress to Blessed. Um, I love the Lord Jesus. It is, I teach Sunday school, I lead Bible studies, and I incorporate the management of my home from a biblical perspective, but it's extremely practical. So we're going to go over a little bit of things that she asked me to talk to you guys about concerning this topic, and then we're going to get into the practicality of it. Because I can give you all the great ideas and all the suggestions, but you ended up needing to actually do the work, right? You got to actually, you know, rubber meets the road. So we're going to talk a little bit about some biblical truth, a little bit about organizing your life with prudence. Now, I got a quiz up here before I go to this. I got a quiz up here that I want to ask you guys. It's going to lead into something. Organizing is a talent that you are born with. True or false? Personality. I'm a happy person. Maybe I'm going to be organized. I don't know. I'm asking you guys. True or false? What do y'all think? She says it's personality? Nurture? I say, just based on my assessment with my clients, organizing is a learned skill. It's harder for some people, right? Like some of you are like, I hate what she's going to be talking about. I don't want to like, okay? But other of you are like... I just love, I mean, every time I sit on the potty, I read an organizing article. I mean, it's that, you're like, really? Seriously, okay? So organizing actually is a learned skill. Anybody can learn it. It may not be a passion, and it definitely uh, has to be taught. That's why you guys are so important in the home, because you're teaching. You're mirroring. Organizing is about throwing things away. It could be. It could be. Because it's, but really organizing is not about what you keep, but how and where you keep it. So if I had a warehouse full of junk, right? I mean, I could still organize the junk, right? They organize recycling products. Are you serious? I mean, you know, you can organize anything. It's not necessarily how much you have. Now, there does become a point that you're busting at the seams. Organizing is the same as being neat, When uh, we were first married, my husband would take the vacuum cleaner when we were leaving on a vacation, and he would vacuum our way out of the house so no footprints were on the carpet. So you sort of know what kind of husband I married. I was like, I honey, I'll get in the car. Then go, <laughs> someone's been in our home. He thought, he always told me it was a security thing. Whatever. <laughs> um Organizing is not how a space looks, but how it functions. Can I make my home beautiful and it still be organized? Buying cute and fun organizing products will not get you organized. And here's what I'm saying about this. I'm going to expand on this one a little bit. I see the I Love Lucy closets all the time. You open it up and all the closets are just stuff. There's been a stuff fest going on. Someone showed up unexpectedly and there was a shove fest. They just, okay. But the house was beautiful. And you would think in there like, why are we here? And then you get down into the nitty gritty and you realize that it's pretty on the outside. It's almost like it can be pretty on the outside, but unhealthy on the inside. Same thing with your home. So a lot of the clients will go out, a lot of people go out, and they go shopping at Target, at Container Store, and they buy all the cute colors and all the cute patterns and like, oh, I'm going to get so organized. And guess what? They come home and those products got, they got a beautiful decorative bowl and all the junk's just still in it. It's just in a beautiful bowl. <laughs> or they have some kind of wicker basket and it's all, you know, you know products in itself do not get you organized, okay? It just doesn't. Uh, but you'll actually spend a lot of money and have fun doing it is what will happen. So, all right. Um, I talked about that. Okay. Now, prudence. I want to talk about prudence for a second. How many of y'all have heard the word prudence recently? A couple of you. Do y'all consider it sort of a modern word? 
Is it a modern, did you hear, did, like, is, it, is it more of an old-fashioned word? When, when you hear the word being, you're being very prudent, normally you don't hear it in a modern terminology. I mean, you, may, you may have, but it's not something, I, I sort of attest it to the fact that it's sort of an older word. But biblically, it is a biblical word that is used throughout God's word extensively. In fact, here I just listed a few verses where you'll be looking at this, but here you'll see prudence is to be wise in practical affairs. Well, I think my home is very practical, right? Practical affairs uh, or to prepare for the future. Future, well, that's organization, right? Being prepared. The best defense in your life, in each of your life against chaos is preparation. Emergency, preparing things to make your marriage healthy so it doesn't end up in a crisis, preparing your body now how you eat and live so when you get 50, 60 years old, you don't have a a crisis inside, you know, doing your best. So I'm using these examples because all this, this right is such a great definition to be wise in practical affairs and to prepare for the future. So in Proverbs 16, 21, it says, the wise in heart shall be called prudent. Well, I like wisdom. If I'm going to go get advice from anybody, do I want to pick the stupidest person and the the one that is entertaining? Or do I want to go pick the wisest person, the wisest to get my information from? Prudent, uh, Proverbs 14, 18. The prudent are crowned with knowledge. Knowledge comes from wisdom. Proverbs 19, 14, a prudent wife is from the Lord. God values being prudent. He puts a high price, a high dollar on that trait of a person that is not necessarily just built in. You've really got to study. You've got to uh, seek knowledge. And out, out of that, over time, you become wise from the right resources, from the right places. So here I did a little bit of an analogy here, and this is an example of Miss Chaos. Now, I realize that my kids now, in fact, just so you know where I'm at, I have a 26-year-old, a 20, that's married with three kids. I have a 24-year-old still at home last year of college, and I have a 22-year-old that just came back from deployment four days ago. And I know I've been like sucking them up. I'm like, yeah, baby, let me spend all the time with you I can. So, um, so. I realize this is not my life right now, but at periods of my life, this, when I was a stay-at-home mom, this is my life. I mean, like, it's total chaos sometimes. I mean, it's not permanent, but it's definitely chaos. Well, here, you have kids that are living in possibly squalor. I don't know, but it is definitely not a healthy environment, okay? If, if your home is like this, now, it, there's seasons for things. If you just had a new baby or had someone move in, like a grandmother or... I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying there's seasons of life for things where things get more chaotic, but you don't want to live in chaos. So here's someone actually having a family dinner and dad's watching TV. Uh, The child's trying to feed his broccoli to the dog, not even eating good. She's on her computer, possibly looking at a headset and she's doing her own thing on her phone or device. I'm just saying this is not a healthy environment. Like we have a roll, we have a sign on our table that there is, it's a really cute sign I got at Hobby Lobby, but basically it says no cell phones or you deal with mom. Because we we have to set up some ground rules because otherwise you have dinners like this and and how to have those long marriages and how to have those healthy children that, that choose healthy spouses is not, you don't have that every night, that won't happen. So I wanted to look at some few things here. Miss Chaos is often overcommitted. She lacks uh, a lack of quality time, family time. These are, these are normally things you'll see if people have a lot of chaos in their life. Clutter affects your mood. When you get a lot of clutter around you, sometimes people start getting anxiety. They start getting depressed. They start having um, you know, negative talks, and their attitude just changes. Um, I think it was the, the Center of Disease and Control a few years ago, it's been about eight years ago, but I remember there was a statistic that came out that said that 80% of our medical expenditures, so 80% when we go to the doctor, are things that are caused by stress-related issues. 
That's the trigger point of them is normally the stress induces something that becomes, could be a chronic disease. It could just be a temporary thing. But, you know, we mask sometimes anxiety and depression and a lot of people don't know about it, but things like this build up from things like that that start. So the feeling of being overwhelmed, you can't, you like shut down. You don't know, like you just stop. You don't want to go home sometimes. You don't want to uh, look at it or address it. That feeling of being overwhelmed, your heart may race. Uh, too tired to discipline. I see that. Parents will go and they, they don't want to deal with an attitude or a behavior or a first-time obedience issue. Because that they're just too tired. They're just barely being able to wake up and get food on the table and take care of their household. So often you'll see that as parents are too tired to discipline. Uh, rebuy items you can't find. Guys, this is sort of a funny thing. But uh, the average American spends roughly about 55 minutes a day looking for things they know they own but can't find. I mean, screwdrivers, scissors, tape. I mean, just telling you, it's, I mean, you may say, well, I don't spend that much time. We're talking about average American. And a lot of times it's a lot of extra money, not just time loss that you can't find things. Tends to stress as everything becomes a chore, including serving. Often I will see, and we're in, we're pretty heavy in our ministry and have been in the ministry for about 20 years in this particular department in our church. And I will say that there's a lot of people just from hearing, and, and, and our strength in our, in our serving is adult Bible study, marriage, and children counseling. We love those areas. And we're all lay counselors. But is that they serve in ministry unto the Lord, but yet their lives are out of control. I mean, I'm not asking to say you have to be a perfect life to serve. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, but their heart's not in the where they're serving at. Like, they need a heart checkup, a heart they need to change. Something needs to change in their life. If that joy has been sucked out, they're just doing it to punch a time clock to, to, because someone's holding them accountable. So that joy sometimes come out because chores become stressful. Uh, things that you do volunteering become stressful. It's not fun and it's not in the spirit that you once had it in. Okay. So let's look at misorganized. So I used Miss Leave It to Beaver here. I don't know if y'all have ever seen this, but it's sort of like an icon of a show that will still, still be on. And she was the perfect, perfect mom and wife. I mean, if you looked at the whole thing, obviously I'm over-exaggerating here. But in addition, you look at a family that's talking, that's concentrating on each other, that are eating healthier. And uh, I mean, this is a I mean, I'm trying to make it definitely opposites, but it is absolutely true to some degree of what I'm talking about, the difference in living a more organized life. Meals planned and prepared. Now, I'm not perfect at this, but more of my meals are planned and prepared than just winging it. I mean, if I need to wing it, sometimes I do, but you'll notice that is a really good uh, trait, someone that's organized. Kids do better in school. You're getting things back to schools or uh, you're involved more. Um, you're taking time to teach them. Eating healthier habits. You know, there are statistics that out there that say if you eat three to four meals as a family together at the table with no distractions a week, that these are the results of that across the board for Americans. Kids are less likely to engage in premarital sex. Their grades are better. They're not overweight because they eat healthier, okay? And they have less fighting and social behaviors at school. All because you have meals together as a family. The phones are off. The TV's off. Play some games around the table. Start them when they're young. I mean, you try to get a kid to the table when they get older. I know your kids are all young. I'm telling you, it's going to be harder Start that habit now when they're little and start, you know, playing games with colors or something at the table just to get the family, family talking. Um, it saves money to be organized. I told you about, I mean, it just does save money. Um, you get more done in a day, or if you choose not to do more, you get to have more downtime in a day. If you're, it really, really does happen that way. Able to minister to others. We talked about that. You're once, you know, sort of get your own household under control, and then you can serve and help others. 
And then you have the wonderful things, tend to sing while you're working. I mean, have you ever known anybody to hum or sing and they're miserable? I mean, have you ever thought about that? If you hum, sing, like well, my, my son that just came back from deployment, he's a whistler. And I'll just hear him whistling. He'll be whistling, you know, playing the computer. He'll be whistling in there, getting them some lunch. I'm like, that to me says like a happy heart, you know. So the attitude, again, is totally different when things become the priority it needs to be. The priority it needs to be. All right, so I want to finish up with this, and we're going to get to the practicality of it. And give me a time on my schedule, whenever who's watching me, when I got about my Q&A needs to start. Okay, so qualities of a Proverbs 31 warning. And I'm not going to read all these, but I'm going to let you sort of look here. All these little sort of excerpts of those biblical Bible verses. But the last one is the most important one. She is prepared and plans ahead. So basically in Proverbs 31, 21, it talks about her, uh, the, the woman, the wife getting up in the middle of the night because it's snowing outside and she is preparing her cl- children and her household for the clothing they're going to have for the next day. And you can take that example of how small of an example it is and look at the biblical truth of that and organization and talks about, again, being prepared and planning ahead. It makes a massive difference in how your household is ran and how smoothly your relationships have more time and you give them more attention. And I love, love the topic she spoke about. I mean, I just did it. All that combined with a big focus on your home and your marriage makes for a healthier relationships, period. It just does. Uh, and we're going to have some Q&A at the end. So if y'all have any questions, we'll get to them. Okay. So my question to you guys is how we're talking about being prudent with a theme of organization. And it can go in any area of your life. I want to get a couple examples from you guys. How could you guys be more prudent in your home, your life, or your relationships? So remember the definition to be wise in practical affairs and basically preparing for the future. So tell me, I want to have any idea of how you can be more prudent in your own life. How about meal planning sites? If you're not good at meal planning, doesn't meal planning save money? You don't go to the store and go, oh, I'll use this for something, right? And then six months later, it's on the back of your pantry shelf, still not being used. And then when you get to a point of cleaning it out, it goes in the trash, right? I mean, just it, that's wasteful. So you could be better prudent by actually getting a meal planning website if you can't do it. There's lots of meal planning great ones out there. Emails.com, the Fresh 20, the 6 o'clock scramble. Uh, something, and you can, based on where you want to shop, on how many people in your family, uh, you could do it based on what kind of foods you want to eat. I mean, that's a practical way that you can actually really implement Anyone else have an idea? Does everyone, anyone have a budget? Budget? We started doing the Dave Ramsey thing. I got cash everywhere now. It's in envelopes. <laughs> I feel like I've gone back to the dark ages, you know, no debit cards. It's too easy to spend money. So I've got envelopes for everything. So just being a little bit more practical in how I'm spending my money, being wise about it. So there's a lot of things. Maybe setting up date night with your husband's more frequently. I don't know. I mean, I know it's hard with babies. I realize that. But you guys got to keep that healthy. So, all right. So just be thinking about this week about how you can be more prudent in your home, your life, and your relationships. Because it's all about uh, being organized affects everything. All right. So let's get on to some practical aspects of this. So you will have at your table... A few sheets. The first one I want to talk about is called Who Does What When? And if you don't have one of these for any reason, um, just make sure you get with, I'll tell you how to tell me at the end and I'll make sure you get one. But Who Does What When? This is a list that we created for young families. Sometimes there's not certain responsibilities delegated to certain people until it becomes, hey, you should have done that, or I thought you were doing that. That's your job. That's your job. So this is a great conversation starter at your table. You may have many of these already decided on who does it and when they do it, but most of the time at this point, it's you and your husband. 
and you guys can delegate. Like, whose responsibility is it to actually refill the propane tank on the grill? Or to make sure that, uh, you know, to change the sheets. I mean, sometimes you, you know those things. Sometimes you're like, no, we share that. It's really, but you're, we really don't share it. You're doing it. You should be doing it. I want you to do it. You will do it. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you know, it's all, it's all how you deliver the message. And if they're still not getting it, eventually you just end up with it. So um, who is it responsible for, for buying gifts for family members? I and mean, is there one particular family member that, that he should buy for that you shouldn't like yourself? <laughs> I had to say that. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I think it's a real good conversation starter. So this is yours to take home and sort of have some uh some testing time. The other one is a space document, and we're going to go over that uh, after I get done with showing some of these product, products. And this is how, when we go in, we have about, I don't know, 25 organizers. And so when I go in, I train my organizers. We train them in a way that we want them to be extremely efficient in someone's home and organizing it, whether they're doing it or you're doing it yourself. And like, where do I start? I've got so much stuff to do. This is where we're going to walk you through what we do. So the exact thing I train my team with. Okay, so I'm going to show you some products and some little organizing tricks. So these are called scubs. You get these at Ikea. Who has not been to Ikea? There's always one of you. You look at her. She's like, it, it's me. It's an awkward moment right now. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so scubs, um, is uh, a product that they have in the store. They have black, this color, and I think they have like a violet color. Why violet? I don't know, but okay. Um, it comes in a set of six. So two of these, two half sizes and two quarter sizes. Get it? And what I like about IKEA products is a lot of times their products are collapsible when you're not needing them. So you decide you don't want these for a while. You put them in a closet. You can, you know, make them streamline and not take up a lot of space. So how do I use these? Well, the main way that they're used is drawer organizers. And, uh, like, I have these in my nightstand beside my bed. The thing is, is I tried at first black ones, and everything gets lost in the black ones. Because your drawers tend to be dark when you're opening them up unless there's just, you know, especially at night, you're like, <laughs> it's, it's really bad. So most of the time I like to go with this color uh, because you can see items sort of because the background is lighter. But these are scubs. They're like $5.99 or $6.99 for a package of six. Great, great deal. So how do I use these? I'm going to show you in just a second. Okay. So... The other, one of the other things that I really, really like is a shoe organizer. You know, Lorraine, I've heard, plastic shoe organizers, I've heard about those for years. These are really, really good for maximizing space on back of doors in areas you probably wouldn't think of, like the laundry room door, stain sticks, screwdrivers, batteries. Uh, they can be kids' toys. You're like, ah, whatever you want your kid to get to when they're young, put them down low. What you don't want them to get to, put it up high. And that way it sort of gets things out of sight, but you can still see them because they're see-through. Uh, when we organize like sewing rooms or notions, uh, we put like all kinds of craft supplies in these. You can see them. Uh, if you have that junk drawer full of all kinds of electronic cords, adapters, chargers, we put these on doors and we label each pocket of what device it goes with. So instead of keeping a, a, a drawer full of electronic clutter... We're actually labeling, once we find out what it belongs to, we'll label it and you know exactly. Uh, game closets, my favorite. Cards, all kinds of handheld travel games, all kinds of things. And make sure you create a pocket that says lost and found. For any kind of pieces or cards or little playing pieces that get lost and under the couch, you're like, this goes to something, but I don't know what. Instead of throwing it in that decorative bowl we talked about earlier that just collects things, right? We're going to put it in the lost and found. And as you need something, you're missing something, you'll look in that pocket and you'll be able to be more organized and find it. Um, office supplies, uh, dog leashes, sunscreen, wallet, keys, scarves, mitten, gloves, underwear, socks. I mean, just a variety. I never use these in clients' homes for shoes. I mean, seriously, I've never used them. I think once or twice our organizers have, but we use them in so many other ways. Um, this right here, I hate stuffed animals. I, I don't like it. I think they're dust collector, germs collectors, but some, some of us are weak, and we don't want to get rid of them because our kids like them. 
and that's okay. So um, this is a, a plush animal bag. You can buy it at Walmart under 10 bucks. Now, if you really want to get really cute and trendy on the pattern, go online. Amazon's got tons of patterns. And I think there's a couple of these, but this is at Walmart. And you just put all your stuffed animals in this. And the, when you're done, you zip it up in the kid's bedroom and they can play on it like a beanbag chair. And the stuffed animals aren't getting all the dust on them, all that. Isn't that a great idea? Just like just stuff the beanbag with the stuffed animals. So that's one way that you can, I'm going to throw all that back there. Just leave it there. Okay. So this right here um, is a, it's called an Insta hanger. This actual sticker comes off. It's a long-time product that I've used in organizing clients' homes, but it is um, basically something that would go over your door on like a laundry room door, uh, but it also has hardware that actually allows you to mount it straight onto a wall. And what happens is, is when you're on a wall, you can bring it out like that, and it holds 50 pounds of clothing. That's a lot of clothing. And when you're done with it, you just push it flush back against the wall. I've used these in people's guest rooms where um, they wanted to use, like my guest room is a guest room, but I take over the closet. Like, like they can't open the closet. Like it's my gift closet. I'm not going to keep it open for them and they have a few pieces of clothing i just installed one of these on the wall and easy breezy so it allows them and it holds more than what would be on a um uh, on a back of a door uh so just you know keep in mind i think it's less than 20 dollars, 15 to 20 dollars at container store and you could do one of these on a back porch i mean you know just it's just a great 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 product um okay uh, let's talk about, I want to do the, let's do the shirt thing real quick. I want to do this. So we talked about that scubs thing right here and you can use like a shoe box if you want. My husband does a lot of Johnson and Murphy dress shoes. So I love their boxes cause they're dark, they're sturdy. Um, and I use those a lot in my drawers, but these are great. So let's just say if you fold your t-shirts, I'm going to show you guys a little folding trick. I never did this folding trick for my kids. They just don't respect the fold. And I'm not going to spend my time doing it. I don't do this to my kids' drawers, but I don't do what I'm about to show you either because, I mean, they just, they just. And it really like, okay. So you take the front of the t-shirt, the front of it, and you just face it down is what you do. And normally when I'm getting them out of the dryer, I just take them and fold them down like this if I'm going to fold. And then I lay them on my bed and then I do them. So you're going to fold in the shirt to the width and depth of your drawer. Normally you're going to fold into right here. Normally. My husband has much bigger shirts than these, but I still do his. So I just take it and I fold into right there and I fold into right there. So just that little part right there. Then I take the bottom part here and I fold up to the top. And the bottom again and fold up to the top. And you have this nice, neat little package where the front of the shirt's on the outside so you can see it. And you just take them and turn them upside down. And you put them in a drawer like that. And all your t-shirts are front to back instead of bottom to top. And I see everything by... You can close your mouth. You're sort of drooling there. She's, <laughs> she's like... <laughs> so... um comedy has been really good in my marriage too so anyway that everyone got that pretty simple uh, if you're taking um we'll just leave the red um just shirts is all i wanted to show you now so anyway i love that and you can uh do that i do color coding like all my greens my reds my grays and i love it my husband loves it he tried to do it the other day he's trying to help it was ugly it was ugly okay um, anyone have an outdoor freezer, outdoor refrigerator, anything that's metal out there? Absolutely a must. Get a magnetic paper towel holder and stick right on front of that baby. You need paper towels out in the garage for a, a spill, a mess. You don't have to walk all the way in the house. This has been one of my best tools in my garage. It's amazing. So anyway, it's a container store. It's extremely sturdy. If it was just a weak magnet, I wouldn't even be showing it to you because I don't show junk. Uh, cord organization. I do, um, each of you guys have a little card at your table and it says Tip Tuesday. 
We do a segment every Tuesday called Tip Tuesday on Facebook Live. We give away something every week. Like last week, we gave away a magnetic chalkboard organizer. Uh, tomorrow, I'm not sure what we're giving away because I haven't looked at the, the schedule, but the topic tomorrow is organizing a picnic, like must-haves, great products for picnics. So what we do is, and I did one recently on cord clutter, like some really good tips on organizing your cord clutter. And I showed this tip on Tip Tuesday is you just take these little bread ties, the hot dog bun little things, and you can write on a Sharpie marker on there what device, your, your TV, your receiver, your DVR, your DVD, Xbox, and you just take it and you put it right around the cord. And that way, I mean, have you ever been, in, I mean, my husband's an IT guy. So when I'm under the desk or he's under the desk and I'm shaking a cord, he goes, no, do the other one. And, you know, and then he's getting dust in his face and it just irritates him and he hits his head on the bottom and we're not, our marriage is in disarray. And so anyway, just label some cords, especially if you're moving or in transition. It's a really great time. If you, and you can just use these, just save them up a little baggie for a while. And when you get back there next time, Sharpie marker in these, and they actually work so great. They work great for keeping your cords organized. All right. So I'm going to show you guys a, I'm okay on time. Okay. So this is a garment rod extender. So you get this at a container store, 20 bucks or less. It is something that you would put on an existing rod in your closet. So let's say that you have in your closet, you have uh, a rod up here, not a rod down below, but a section where you're just rod and you had your pants and you had your blouses. What you could do is take this and hang it right over that rod where your blouses are and bring all your pants down here. Okay. So it's actually going to give you more hanging space. And what's great about this one is that it's adjustable this way. I mean, you can, you can really take this baby down if you want to. And it's adjustable this way. So the ones that you would normally buy are stationary. They don't move. They don't adjust. And you get very little space this way. I love these. You get a lot more room. So you can actually go into a master closet uh, I like them in master closets when I'm wanting to put additional pieces of furniture in there to get you some more shelf space, some more cube storage. I mean, you can use it in any closet. But let's say that you had your pants and your shirts. Hang this over your shirts. Bring all those pants down. And possibly, depending on the makeup of your closet, we could put a full or half height or three-fourths quarter bookshelf in there L bracket it to the wall and make you have a whole much more shelves for your shoes or for other things that you store because we're eliminating, even if that rod's up high, most of the time the bookshelves are, are made to go underneath the rod. You won't even have to take that rod out. You, of course, you wouldn't need to uh, in most cases. And um, so I'm just saying there's just, I, so many ideas you can do with these. But if you're trying to organize your closet and you're going to do a clean out of your closet, some of you guys have may have heard of this, but I do it every year. Every year in January, I take all my clothes in my closet and turn them backwards. Every single thing. And as I take it off and I wear it and I wash it, I put it back the right way. So at the end of the year, whatever things are facing backwards means I'm not wearing. You can do this now if you wanted to. Just go in there and turn everything backwards. But to be honest with you, you can just set your calendars to do it next January if you want to the next time you clean out. It's a really good way to keep your closet sort of let it go, whatever in there that you really are not wearing. Now, this particular hanger is called a um, Huggable hanger. Huggable is a brand name that most of the time you're going to find like a container store. You can do any off-brand name. I would be careful the ones of Ross's, um, Ross, Marshall's. Even though they're a good price, uh, we've noticed as when we organize with clients a lot, we notice that this part will come out more frequently. They're just not made as well. Bed Bath & Beyonds are good. Sam's are good. So anyway, what we end up doing is um, men a lot of times don't like these because they want to grab their shirt off and it just doesn't come off and they get really aggravated. Um, I like them. Spaghetti straps, broad shoulders, anything. Um, it just stays on there. I prefer this color over black, even though I like black, because over time the dust will show on the black here. And uh, it, it's still there on this one. I just don't see it. Just makes me feel better. 
So that's the hanger thing. Okay. Any questions so far on that? Any, anything? Okay. Um, this is something I found at Bed Bath & Beyond. I've never used one of these, but when my children were younger, we had some issues of wanting a tissue or a flashlight or a book. And so these are little things you can put beside beds, and you can actually put stuff in there. And beside your bed, a tablet, um, maybe a bottled water. They, you know, you'll find them for, for looking at uh, like shoes, uh, not shoes, but like a... In living rooms, you'll find them for like controllers and stuff next to the chair. This one's actually designed for the bed. And I really like that. So I've not used this, but I picked it up the other day at Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm like, I really, it's a bedside pocketed organizer. And I really like that. And it's a nice decor one too. It doesn't look like real kitty. It's pretty neutral. Um, Also for your closets, anything you're organizing like scarves or belts, it could be strappy shoes, though I don't, I probably wouldn't, that would be our first option. S-hangers are really good. You can get these in a pack of three to six at Walmart. You can get them at um, the hardware store. You can actually use these out in the garage, too, if you have any kind of metal shelving out in your garage. And sometimes the plastic stuff that has some holes, you can hang these on the edges. Let me do this. You can hang these on the edges of shelving and hang other yard tools or grill tools and stuff on there, swim bags, things like that. So great, inexpensive, 2 or $3 to buy a package of three to six of these. And they're very sturdy, and you can hang additional stuff on them on the side of things or even on rods in your closet, purses, belts, that kind of stuff. Okay, so for the kitchen, I want to show you all something for the kitchen here. So a lot of kitchen pantries, and you could do this in the bathroom as well, but a lot of kitchen pantries have, um, you know, shelves on there. And especially if your shelves are wood, um, you might consider buying something like this. So this is actually a shoe organizer. So don't just look in the kitchen section. Look in the shoe department of different stores. And this is actually a stacker. You'll see here it has a little edge on here that you can actually stack them more. You would not want to put massive weight on this. That's why I want to use this particular one in a pantry because it will bend. But I needed some additional storage space in one of the client's homes to help maximize space. That's one of the things that we're exceptional at. Even when I'm working with you, I'm exceptional at maximizing space. It's a crazy how we can figure this out. And I want to show you all a trick. So what I did is I measured the width of the lady's shelf. And I could use multiple of these on one shelf. I could just use one, depending on how the style of the pantry was. But I measured from the inside here of this little wire, right here, and I measured to here. And what I went to go do is to find products that would hold food items, like crackers, applesauces, snacks, things like that, that I could fit underneath here. And I came up with some of these. There's two the larger size. And one of the smaller size. So you can see a little bit of the difference. And what I did is I just, I measured it, found the containers that would work perfectly right underneath here. And I made a little drawer system where the client could pull out and get snacks, crackers, whatever it was. Now, the next shelf starts right about here. So I still had a little bit of room right here that I could have used for something. So you can get something like this. I needed something with a lower profile, something not so tall, because I didn't have as much height down up here as I had here. So you can go get these acrylic ones, and actually they make them even wider than this. And you can put the acrylic ones here. That gave me every square inch of that shelf was completely utilized. And I would just pull out, or the client would pull out, and just get all kinds of spices or whatever it is that they were holding there. I think we put like hot chocolate and one with marshmallows and all the hot chocolate and one was kid snacks. One was like there, I don't know, all just various things. And this was a really good idea. Now let's say that you have a place underneath your kitchen stove area or underneath your cabinets and you're really wanting to maximize your space, you can get a shelf similar to this, but it's more of a silver heavy metal one at Container Store. They come in this size. They come in deeper. They come in just two or three different sizes. And it's not going to bow or bend. 
And what you do is you put your heavy-duty skillets and stuff on top, and you can put your other things down below at pots and pans or vice versa. It allows you to maximize that space. And one of the Tip Tuesdays that we're going to do in a couple weeks, we've actually used a, quite a few of the heavy ones like this, and we're going to show you how we've maximized space. It's going to be clear how to use these um, in kitchens, in bathrooms. It's just amazing how much you don't think, well, I got, I got this little issue in the very back. I have this height, height little half shelf in the back. How do I get rid of that? Sometimes it's good to just cut them. I mean, if, seriously, it's weird if it's not adjustable shelves, like you can take it out. Maybe just best interest to cut it in order to get a shelf in there and really maximize space. So anyway, that's a little tip there, just using these little shelves. I wanted to show these. These are um, container store. I think they're around $5 a piece. They're called um, sort divider or divider. Y'all probably seen these. They make these actually in a taller version. So like the little metal white things would be up here. These are good if you do any kind of painting on canvases. Uh, you can put these in closets and slot them. You can, uh, we use these above microwaves and, in, and below um, ovens and stuff where we slot platters or baking pans. Really good. If you installed these, don't install them like that. Like don't let them touch. Separate them and install them so you can create an extra, extra lane there to put things in. Sometimes people don't think about that. Also, you would install them with camel hooks. Screw them in here. The camel hook comes over and screws on the other side and secures it down so it doesn't move. Cheap, cheap ways to really help. I hate platters and casserole dishes just stacked on top of each other. And the one you want is the very bottom. I hate it. So we found we, we had to come up with some solutions for our clients and ourselves sometimes uh, to, to get more slotted things in there. All right. Um, papers. A little quick tip on papers. If you're on the go a lot, you like to take things with you. You're in the car when you take care of some phone calling sometimes or things the kids strapped in. Everyone's safe. It's great to do business in the car. Just, you know, a little time thing. Um, if you have your own little small business or whatever it is that you do, Container Store has different styles of colors in these. But it's great. Watch this. Isn't that just the cutest, most functioning thing? So you have all these slots where you can put manila folders or cute folders. It can hang. It can stay out all the time if you want. And uh, it has little pockets down here if you need something. But And then when you're on the go, where is it? Oh, there it is. And it just snaps down on the side, and you can carry it. So I really, really like this one. It's called a cascading letter file tote. And this one's particularly, it's white and gray, but they have multicolored ones as well. Um, drawer organizers for a drawer. I'm going to tell y'all my favorite drawer organizer for repurposing, because sometimes our clients don't have big budgets for a lot of products and that's fine. So I'll just go into your pantry and find whatever you have. Velveeta cheese boxes are excellent. Yeah, I know it's unhealthy. But the cardboard part of the Velveeta cheese box is extremely sturdy and works great in drawers for drawer organizers. Hardware, um, batteries, Sharpie markers, pens, pencils, works great. It doesn't look really great, but it functions perfectly. This is something, I've, you can find these at Ikea, and you can find one of these also at Container Store. It is a little, you know, if you open a drawer, a makeup drawer, a junk drawer, depending on the size, there's stuff in the bottom of it, right? You can actually take this, and it's expandable. You can actually set it on the edge of the drawer. So basically, you move it back and forth to get to the bottom, and it creates additional storage at the top. I love that. Go ahead. Oh, you're, thank you. <laughs> you have a question? That's good. So, I, again, love, love how to maximize space. So one more product, and then we're going to go over. Actually, I want to go ahead and do this. We're going to take um, some questions in just a second. And y'all all have a piece of paper at your table. The printer wasn't working real good. There was a, it's a white piece of paper. So I'm going to give away an organizing product today. And two things. Your name needs to be on it. If you want on our email list, which it's once a month email. Sometimes we give away free 
you know, organizational services because we come into your home and we train in your home and you get free organizing. We do it every Christmas and every spring. Um, you can put your email address. If you don't want in there, just put your name. So on this space document here, if you were trying to clean out the area of your home that whether it's an entire home or one room, here is how you're going to do it. Don't go in there and have a reunion with your clutter. Don't go in there and try to say, I haven't had seen you in a while. Uh, you belong to somebody else. Oh, right, here's a favorite memory. Don't have a reunion with your clutter. Go in there and I want you to sort the entire room first. In other words, get about 12 banker-sized laundry baskets. And I want you to line them up. One's going to be electronic. One's going to be home decor. One's going to be papers. One's going to be whatever, kids' toys. Go in there and take that room, every nook, cranny, drawer, closet, and take everything out of the room and sort it. Do not go to your, to here, you don't organize this way. You want this? Do you use any more? You want this? How about this? Do you want this? How about this? Okay, you're going to be there all day long. Don't worry about what you want, what you don't want, what you're going to give away. Doesn't matter right now. Just sort like items together because how do you know what you want to keep until you know what you have? You don't. So let's make the wisest decision by getting all like items together in that room. So the first thing is going to be sort. I'm going to go to the, on P and then we'll take questions. But next one is P, purge. If you're, once you get it all sorted, now you can do the purging, the donate, the give to, the, the I'm keeping. You're going to have things, like if you find a toaster in your bathroom just by chance, I mean, if that's where, that's where you're at in life right now. Um, if you find a toaster in your bathroom, you probably want to put it in the kitchen box and it's make its way to the kitchen. And then when you get to the kitchen, you organize the kitchen, you can put the kitchen stuff up, right? I mean... Don't just put the toaster in a box and, and say it's going to go back into the bathroom. Make a, make, make a box of the room it needs to go to and see what comes out of that room. But purging, if you're not going to use it, you are not going to display it. Like a platter I would use, if, it was an, if I inherited a platter, a beautiful platter from my grandmother, I would use it once a year. But if I'm not going to use it and I'm not going to display it, and it's not really a family heirloom, why are you keeping it? Right? So make, help those make decisions that will help you make decisions. But then there's A, C, and E. And I'm not going to cover those extensively, but I will tell you A is assign a home, like give everything a place. C is containerize. Use product to containerize your clutter. It does help maximize space. And E is evaluate. So it's a, keep this. Even if you don't use it now, you might use it for your parents in the near future. Because they're going to need it. And you're going to be in like in charge of trying to help something, get something going. All right. So i got a few minutes while you're filling out those forms with your name and email. Tell me what questions I can ask for you guys or answer for you guys. You guys ask me. Go ahead. Lids. What? Lids. Lids for Tupperware type things? And, uh, like, uh, pots and pans. Okay. So pots and pans, lids. Uh, if you had some kind of system like this with a shelf... You could take, um, and I'm going to talk real cheap here. You could get a cardboard box or a tote box or a basket and keep all your lids in it and just pull it out and get the lid that you wanted from that basket if you had some place to put it in there. Like we have, uh, we have baskets underneath a lot of counters with clients, and you have to get the right kind that will hold the bigger lids depending on what kind of big pots you have. And we put all the lids into one, and we pull it out like a drawer, grab the lid that we want. I don't like stacking on top of each other. It's a mess. So containerize it, like put it into something. Um, if you're doing Tupperware lids, make sure everything has a lid. If you have the space, go ahead and put the top on the Tupperware. I'm, I'm fine with that. But if you don't have the space, you're going to have to nest. And what I would do is take, like a, in my, my Tupperware drawer, I have a small box. It's, 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 it's high, has a higher profile, and I keep all my lids in it. It's just a brown cardboard box inside the drawer that holds all the lids together and all the other, the bottom parts are all nest together. It doesn't have to look beautiful. I'm sort of more practical, but you look at my home, it's excessively 
excessively organized, but I use repurposed things a lot inside my drawers. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Legos, Legos, uh, still have them, have them all for my grandchildren now. So what you do with Legos is a couple things. Don't use deep bins for Legos because what happens is they can't see them all and they dump them all to see them all. So you want as shallow of a box or container as you can, even if that means multiple drawers. Um, Ikea has a product called troll fast. It's in their kids department. It's a more furniture type, and it, it, it's a tall piece. They have troll fast and, and shorter, um, and they have thinner drawers. Like, they have some deep ones, little plus plastic tubs that fit on the rails that you pull out, but they also have the thinners, and you, could, you get more drawers for the thinners because you have, they don't take as much, much space. So look at the troll fast systems uh, for Legos. Um, also, under the bed, uh, rolling storage things have the buy the one that has the lid that bends in the middle like you don't do the one that has a full lid because you can pull it halfway out raise the lid and get what you want without having to pull the full under the bed storage out uh, they also make under the bed drawers at ikea love them I did not in, find them until my grandkids were old enough to, like I'm keeping clothes at my house for them. So underneath our guest bed, we have all these drawers underneath the uh, bed on the edges on both sides. And I just pull them out and get all their clothes. I mean, it is, they, they make them in different depths and widths, but they're all really designed small underneath your bed. Great, great product. I love Legos would go well in those too. Ooh, canned food and deep pantry. They do make the rolling, uh, not the rolling, but it's like you put them in a slot and you, um, it's, they're like deep slotted pieces. You fill the, the can up and it basically spits out one at the very beginning. They're wire, just like this, very similar. And But you, what you'd want to do is keep all the green beans in one, all the corn in one or whatever, or the same product in one. So it's spitting it out at the front. But it's going in the system. They make them for like Coke cans. If y'all have seen them in your, in your refrigerator, um, that would be something that you could use. Um, Lazy Susans a little bit. Um, I hate Lazy Susans, to be honest, because anything, anything circle takes up more room than something square or rectangle. You lose your corners. But if you're, if you're doing um, something in the back where you could put shorter items in front, and, and then you could do a lazy Susan in back where you could take up things. You could see it. That might work. Um, anything with a deep shelf, you want to try to get something you can pull forward. Because you're really, like I said, I like the rolling can idea. Like, got a whole thing of them. If you're doing uh, no rolling cans, more like square boxes or stuff, uh, probably elevated shelves would work. Some of the things in the back you just may not be able to put back there. It's more of a challenge. It, or try something like this in the back. Like I would put maybe one of these in the very back and don't put anything in the front. Like you would actually, your back stuff will be up higher. You could see, I don't know how, how your shelves are in, in the, in height, but you might use some of the shelves like this. Uh, Ikea in their kitchen department has metal white shelves, real tiny, not, not the wire, um, and they have square ones. They have a little rectangle ones. Uh, those could be good to put in the back to, so you can see things in the back versus it just being at the same level everything else is. Okay, a couple more. I don't know what time's up. Go ahead. So you get the, the baskets, the clear ones with little handles. These? Yeah. Container store, they run about $5 a piece. This is not for heavy stuff. Like when my grandkids were smaller, I put baby food in this. Well, the first time I did it, like almost cut my finger off because you'll see here it like it bends and it's not so I use it as a drawer I never really take these out I open it get what I need and close it they do make thick heavy plastic ones but the price point is a lot more they're on sale this week and home goods has them too go ahead jewelry
Well, depending on, I mean, there's, I normally like to store my jewelry in my closet, to be honest with you. That's where I store it. But ever, it could be in a bathroom. It could be in a bedroom. What uh, an organizer. I have seen things in uh, as simple as ice cube trays. And I've seen things uh, more at Container Store has products where you could actually, uh, they're like trays you can stack on top of each other. There are a tackle box could be good too. I mean, it sounds weird. Tackle boxes can be good if you're going to get things out and open it up and they're in little boxes and containers. If it's more costume jewelry, um, I use like a pegboard. Like this was in a box this morning. It was in a nice jewelry box inside of another container, right? This was, uh, this was in a uh, pocketed sh- uh, jewelry organizer that hangs in your closet in all kinds of clear pockets. I put all my earrings in there. So uh, my, my, a lot of my costume jewelry hang on hooks like a pegboard in my closet. And I can see all of them if it's costume. But I don't leave my costume. I mean, I don't believe the good stuff just hanging out. They'll like come and just grab it all up and walk right out. I just don't do that. So, all right. So if y'all will pass in your little pieces of paper, you know what they're called. And I've got a giveaway right here. I think you guys are going to like it. We showed this on one of our tip Tuesdays. And so, uh, because of that, one of the things is out of a box, but it's never been used. Thank you. All right. Perfect. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Anyway, I'm going to. All right. This one. Oh, oh, wrong. I grabbed that one. Oh, there you are. Uh, Lauren Davis looks like. There you go. So I'll show you what it was. It is. Um. It's one of those as seen on TV hangers that you could actually hang up and then you lower down and it gives like a, it really maximizes space when you're hanging. And there's one in there that's out of the box. Okay. There you go. Well, guys, thank you for having me very much so. And y'all, I'll let, get back up to you.